He's like going deep, deep. Yeah, You're but diving. it's not like, uh, like nobody knows that, you know. Yeah. This, this is, <laughs> like I'm not advertising that to the world. Whereas, like I definitely would have, like several years ago. You tweeted. I about tweeted a game. once uh, about a post that I saw on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. I don't know what this conversation was about. <laughs> uh, there could be no way of knowing. <laughs> so, uh... Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... Welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast about horror movies and drinking if you want to. And, uh... We're doing a Home Alone month. Because we're all home alone because of Omicron and um yeah and this is our third movie third movie and it's the last of the last of the bunch yeah uh it's a netflix movie is it so it is a netflix movie i think so because like i know he maybe does it was lot, just distributed just, on netflix yeah i don't think like it was i don't netflix know produced. Pr- probably didn't produce it i don't but think yeah. it's ever left netflix though so yeah it's hush directed by mike flanagan Starring Kate Siegel and Jonathan John Gallagher Jr. John Gallagher Jr. and what others. A scary guy. Very I creepy guy in this. Yeah. Um. Uh. Did we want to do any? Uh. Well, I mean, oh. like we've all seen this movie, right? We usually talk about. Ooh, no. You haven't? I saw the I saw the first half and I was really, really tired and I'm like, I'm just gonna start it over again tomorrow. But that was like two years ago. Oh wow. <laughs> and so I like I, I forgot. Wow. Yeah, but, we Is this my like so third this... or fourth time watching this movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've also seen it like um once or twice at least. Yeah. So this is your first time watching the whole thing all the way through, Molly? Yep. Nice. Yep. And first impressions, you liked it? Yeah, it was really good. Alright, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um uh did we have a letterbox segment? Or... Yeah, I have some. Sure. Nice. Actually, you know what? Not a lot of these are good. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Finally, a horror movie about the most terrifying thing of all, John Gallagher Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Three. Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. Nice job, Sam. Boom. All right. The Midnight Mass Easter Eggs. I love the FCU. Flanagan Cinematic Universe. Um, Four and a half. Four Four stars. Nice job. Wow. I'm incredible. I have an unexplainable ick when directors put their significant others as actors in their movies. Ooh, then they must really two. not like Mike Flanagan. <laughs> uh, two and a half. Five stars. Oh, wow. Wow. Despite the ick. 
The cat's name was Bitch, and she really saw some killer in her house and went to do God knows what in the middle of the forest. <laughs> Accurate name. Um, uh, I don't think the cat's name was Bitch. Three? Uh, yeah, it was. No, I mean, she, she called, called it a bitch, bitch but... Yeah, but I don't, I don't remember what the cat's name was. Uh, I'm going to go three stars on that. Yeah, it's three. Oh, my God. I'm well, I'm killing wow. it. Wow. The main protagonist, in parentheses, Maddie, has huge, huge lesbian energy, but the writers were too big of pussies and made her straight. She's one of the writers. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, three and a half. Three. Two. Ah, so I fall Terrible for Terrible review. Hush, more like sucks. <laughs> one. One. Yeah, one star. What the fuck? That's funny. Um, I have a theory that she made all this up to get out of her finishing her book. <laughs> um, uh, two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Four stars. Oh, wow. Uh, let me see. I don't know if I have any more. Actually, this is really well reviewed on Letterboxd, so we should be guessing higher. Huh. <laughs> Gotta respect this guy's commitment to not breaking windows. That was my <laughs> review, and it's three and a half stars. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, now that I've reviewed my revealed my rating. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> Should I not pull these? What ours? Yeah. I no, mean, we'll fine. just know it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Three and a half is my guess. Completely <laughs> yes, independent. Three and a half. Nice job, guys. I knew That's... I was about to like wait to post it. I like had it ready and I was like, oh wait, Molly's gonna see this. <laughs> <laughs> um What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, like I thought that more people didn't like this movie for some reason. Hmm. Which is weird because anytime I talk about it to people, everyone's always like, Oh my god, I love that movie. Um weird. it seems like a movie that people would hate. Yeah. But like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, but like it has like almost like, all the top reviews are like four stars. Wow. That's surprising. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So this is a movie. Basically, it's the strangers, except instead of three strangers, there's just one stranger. And instead of um, uh, Evangeline Lily and her An unhappy couple and uh, boyfriend, it's. A girl that kind of looks like Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> is it even, no? Wait. It's not Evangeline it's Lilly. Liv it's, it's Liv Tyler. It's yeah, Liv Tyler, who also looks like Evangeline <laughs> Lilly. <laughs> they do. I get them mixed up. Um, but yeah, so they're kind of similar in that sense that they're both about women who look like Evangeline Lilly, kind of. <laughs> if you're just looking at like eye color and hair color, uh, yeah. So the but the twist here is that she's a deaf woman. Yeah. And that's the major difference about this movie. So I looked up how deaf people feel about this movie and um, representation is pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> um, it turns out. Yeah, it's not well so, liked. Uh, yeah, there's a video that me and Samantha just watched. Um, it's by a YouTuber, uh, a, a deaf YouTuber who like... Um, she makes videos about deaf issues um and uh her name and her channel is Ricky Pointer 
um r-i-k-k-i uh p-o-y-n-t-e-r and i'll um i'll put the link to the video that we watched in the description but she reviews this movie and talks about a lot of problems with it obviously like the first main issue is um the main character is deaf and the actress that plays her is not deaf um which is pretty simple thing to fix like it's pretty easy to hire a deaf person um and so he was like she does speak at the end um and it's supposed to be her mother's voice which um but it's just kate siegel's voice but it's It's just it's the actresses yeah and you can literally dub like first of all deaf actresses can do speaking roles which um she mentioned in the video that we watched but also like if you don't think her voice is going to be great then um or her voice is going to fit the movie then um you could just have kate siegel like dub over um the deaf actress um but yeah so pretty stupid choice uh um definitely want to fix that but like some of the other things is like the asl um is not accurate it's kind of all over the place um and also like it's out of frame and like um like cut off by the camera sometimes which is kind of shitty just if you're doing it then like show it yeah um and, and another thing yeah go ahead uh and like a huge thing in like at least asl is emoting yeah and she like does not display any sort of like facial change most of the time when she's like talking she doesn't get very expressive with it she's just very flat yeah um and uh yeah and then um, the other main issue that um, uh, she mentioned in the video is the there's a scene where the neighbor gets killed and she's banging on the glass door um, in the kitchen and not, not the main character, away. yeah, Maggie is like literally right there and does not hear at all. But um, deaf people will still feel vibrations. And the YouTuber Ricky she mentioned that like in her apartment. Like, if someone opened a door on the other side and came in, she would feel that uh, if she were sitting on the other side of the apartment. Like, they do feel vibrations. Um, so, like, she definitely would have noticed her neighbor banging on the window. Um, so, those are, like, just, like, some of the... Like, there's more that she talks about in the in the um, video. And I'll put a link. Uh, like I mentioned, I'll put a link in the description so people can watch that. Um, but it's a really good video. Yeah. It's a really good video. Um, and yeah. So like some uh, pretty easy things to fix. If yeah. you like consulted with deaf people or hired a deaf ac- actress. So that kind of sucks about this movie, but it's just some things to like consider and be aware of. Like you can still yeah. enjoy the movie, but it's like, and- Hey, recognize that like, these if this were to be made something like this would be made again these are the steps that actually should probably have been followed and a lot of them are like like i don't think movies should be 100 percent accurate like these kinds of things like um uh someone not noticing someone when they should be noticing them or whatever like like those kinds of things don't bother me in most movies but like if you're making a movie that's specifically like you made it about a deaf character that's the hook of your movie is hey this is a deaf character having to deal with um like a killer like then you should at least make it as accurate as possible yeah you know like maybe she doesn't she isn't able to call 911 fast enough in this um and that's something that okay it's fine like she 
wasn't able to call 911 that i can forgive because it's a horror movie but like something like bang on the window like something obvious like that that a deaf person would could easily just call out and say that's clearly false yeah that is something that you should definitely get right so uh considering all of that as a horror movie let's talk about it yeah it's a good i mean i think it's with all that being said and stuff and obviously like i would prefer to see these things pointed out fixed yeah but, like in in general like as a horror movie i still think it's a very fun and valid like it's a fun horror movie like i've said being trapped in your home and being stalked is very scary so mm-hmm. like it's like i still think there's a lot of thrills and fun setups and stuff in it that still makes it good just with recognizing the problems yeah so the movie opens with um we're in the woods in a house uh she's cooking a lady is cooking um and it starts out with like shots of the cooking and a lot of like like, yeah yeah sounds of the kitchen and then they slowly fade as we turn to this character so like it shows that she's deaf um and um uh we get like some basic setup backstory like the neighbor comes over um and talks about how she read your book book. and the book is midnight mass the book we find out like explicitly later but like in this scene she mentions like names of characters riley and aaron um and later we see shots of the books uh like some some books on the wall and it's a midnight mass um and the neighbor says like she couldn't she didn't guess the ending which like Midnight Mass you is not... You couldn't guess Midnight Mass yeah, ending? Okay. It's not Go one ahead, of those shows Molly. where the ending is surprising. Oh, I was going to say, um, as far as, like, the sound design goes in the beginning, like, when it goes from, like, really, like, sharp, loud cooking sounds to, like, dulling and quiet, when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, like, in the sound design throughout the movie is good, but then also, on the other hand, like, it's a movie about a deaf character for people who can hear. Right. And, like, that's very yeah much a weird thing to think about when you're thinking about sound design that is very Um, weird but it's good but it's like very clearly for like it's definitely people who can hear yeah yeah for sure i also think though i would have rather be told like that than have her somebody walk up and be like you're deaf you know what i mean like how they would i mean it still has to be a movie yeah um but uh yeah um and like that also they they do a lot in this movie like especially during the scenes where like it's just her being chased by the guy there's Mm -hmm. no like music and it's just us listening to the sound effects of the room Mm -hmm. that she's in um which is cool and i like when um especially like tense movies like this do that Mm -hmm. um when you're like supposed to be quiet and uh yeah like a quiet place (laughs) another movie with better deaf representation mm-hmm. um but yeah so we find out she's a writer um she just uh is writing her second book and which seems to be the sequel to midnight mass yeah but father paul it's but father paul I, I can't say spoilers okay anyway. whoa i haven't seen it yeah yeah so we won't say anything okay but the sequel she's writing can't be happening no um you need to watch it also it's really good i mean it's so it's been on my list like i just i'm so behind right um yeah well who's that saracen play um riley thank you who is one of the characters whose name dropped yeah riley to the church 
uh, Riley to the church. Yeah, we get a scene of her like, oh, the most stupid thing in this movie. When she's talking to the, her neighbor, um, she talks about how, like, the neighbor's like, oh, I never get the ending. And then she talks about how, um, oh, yeah, in my mind, I see everything like a movie and I can watch all the different outcomes. And my mom used to call it my writer brain. Yeah. And I'm like, so you have a good imagination is what you're saying? <laughs> Your superpower is your imagination. <laughs> but yeah, oh her writer brain, which comes in later. Yep. The whole climax gets set up. Yeah, pretty stupid thing. I will say, this opening scene sets up so much of what happens in the last, like, 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Because immediately after this, after the conversation, um, they go in and discover, like, the, we learn about the smoke detector fire alarm thing. Yeah, they realize that the smoke detector is going um going off and um of course uh, Maggie has to have a special smoke detector Maggie. that um has like bright lights. It's like a bright flashing light. Um and it's um she mentions also in this that it's loud enough that um the vibrations would wake her up if she were sleeping. So like they do like lip service to that but then don't like use it in the movie. I mean they do. I mean, at the end. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the vibrations thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they set up they, the, she can feel them, but then don't. Yeah, they mention that, but don't use it. But, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, the fire alarm is set up. Um, is also the corkscrew set up in this? Because uh, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. I have to pee. Um, uh,. Yeah, and then we get scenes of her writing, and she has writer's block. Like, she can't and, figure out. Go ahead. Yeah, she has, like, seven different endings, potentially, for the, like, book she's writing, and she doesn't like any of them. Yeah. And it, it was giving me, like, Reichenbach Fall. Um, maybe not Reichenbach Fall, but, like, that Sherlock episode where he has a Baskerville where he's, like, piecing together all the words. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was giving me that a little bit, where, like, all the endings are playing out. Yeah. Adam. oh my god yeah. and i meant that derogatorily like mike flanagan i love you but right that part didn't really work for me and uh when she's telling the neighbor she mentioned she has like voices in her head and it's the voice of her mom um but the voices like tell her all the endings and so in this scene as she's writing like there's her her own voice in her head is narrating all of her thoughts also it's set up that she has this like ex-boyfriend that um she like tries to call him and then doesn't call him and mm-hmm. weird relationship and that goes and that's never, nowhere like, expanded on it it doesn't matter the only reason they it's do so that pointless. is because he sends her a text some like sort of weird emotional text and then the guy like steals her phone later and when she says that her boyfriend's coming home he's like oh this boyfriend and then like says just recites the text from memory yeah. um, I don't know so it's just to so that like he can be like I know that you don't have a boyfriend or your boyfriend's not coming so I know you're gonna be alone um, but it's it's really stupid yeah it's not really <laughs> amazing it doesn't do anything for any like literally they just wrote in the reason to have to cast or cast and pay another actor (laughs) to be in photos (laughs) to be in photos yeah she talks to her sister i think is it? yeah it's her sister i'm pretty sure um and this okay well 
so right before she talks to her sister, she's like finishing up some cooking or whatever. She's in the kitchen and her neighbor runs up to the door and like is banging pounding on, it. on it yeah glass door pounding on this glass door she's like covered in blood she's like running from someone trying to get maggie's attention but maggie doesn't maddie. notice maddie yes oh okay uh and then the like killer runs up and stabs her and he's wearing this creepy mask oh my Very god cool Freaks the mask rules i hate looking at it it's oh. kind of oh, just good it's just I like love a, the mask. Yeah, it's just like a melted face, basically. Yeah, it's great. that's a great description like of smiling. it. it's smiling. Yeah. It's really cool. The facial expression, it makes him have his great... And I'm, I'll say it, shouldn't have taken it off. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It would have been better if he didn't. Wait, you're telling me looking at John Gallagher Jr.'s cold, dead eyes doesn't scare you? It's scary, but here's my thing, right? Like, I don't think the audience should have seen his face. I think if he wanted to do the bit where now you've seen my face, he could have lifted it up and put it back on. And that would have been better. They also needed him to take it off because this movie depends on her reading his lips. Yeah, oh, true. that's true. Which also is like a thing. Like lip reading is really hard. Most people can't do it, and especially also, in the dark, it's very dark. Yeah, probably. And also, he barely moves his lips. I'm <laughs> noticing that. I know it was all because the plot demanded it, but right. like, come on. I wish he kept that mask on. Yeah, I was mad. I was a little mad about that. Then we we wouldn't have an amazing performance by my boy John Gallagher Jr. Okay. I love that I guy. I do like him. I love him. Yeah, he's good in this. Um, never disappoints oh, me. I love the bit later. I thought though, I thought he was great in that bit later that comes with the neighbor. Mm, yeah, I thought that was good. I liked that whole part. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he stabs the neighbor, and then like he notices that she can't that Maddie. <laughs> Is not hearing. It's not like responding to not anything. Not responding to anything. So like he like basically like keeps watching her. He realizes she's deaf. Um, uh, he like they do. Go ahead. Like hear me out. At this point, if you're the killer, wouldn't you simply leave? <laughs> yeah, you've gotten away with it. Well, I think yeah, that's the luckiest you're going to get, both. I think, though, he's just like a crazy guy right. like he's just he's, he's it's not it, it's not a personal killing that he's doing he's killing for sport yeah he's the strangers kind of person yeah because the crossbow the crossbow later has a count on it so it oh, just yeah. implies that he kills people for fun right so he's like haha yeah. i can have fun tonight this um, motherfucker uses a crossbow too like <laughs> kind of underrated in horror i gotta say when's the last time you saw some crossbow movie i don't uh you're next um you're next the uh like the concept of a crossbow i never want to come face to face with one but in terms of like its usability in a horror movie like it's fine for this one but every time somebody's using a crossbow i'm like dude that takes so long <laughs> like, why are you using a crossbow <laughs> i'll be right back i gotta use my instrument um yeah so he like follows her they do uh the same thing as from the strangers where like he's like he opens the door and like it's just standing behind her oh yeah and there's a good bit where he's standing behind her and then she gets a phone call that's a facetime 
and he like just moves out of frame yeah and like watches her have this conversation with her sister but like the whole time he's like standing back there and he also grabs the cell phone just yep. like in the strangers that's yep. kind of insane i did not even realize that yeah yeah it's the same um but yeah he grabs the phone and then leaves and the sister is like oh what's behind you <laughs> what was that behind you and uh but Maddie doesn't see anything. She says it's probably the cat. Yeah. Um. And so sister's like, okay, bye. bye. Like conversation just ends. <laughs> conversation over. And uh, Maddie like gets the food out for the cat and like tries to get it, but it's nowhere to be seen. So, so she goes back to her computer. She opens the door and puts the food down to like oh. leave it open for the cat to come in. Yeah. Um. And she goes back to her computer. And she gets a text from Maddie's phone. Maddie's iPhone. What the what the hell? What to heck? Uh and she looks at the text and it's a photo of her from like outside. From like a couple minutes ago, basically. Yeah. And then the she keeps getting a few more pictures of herself uh as she was walking around earlier. And she's like, oh, no. (laughs) And so this part actually is scary to me, um, how she looks up and she realizes that the front door is open. Yeah. And so she very slowly starts to get up and, like, kind of go closer to it. And as we're getting the door, like, more of it being revealed, like, the perspective of it. At first, it goes on just long enough to where I'm like, oh, he's not there. And then right when I thought that it was like, oh, you see his arm. And he's so he's like standing. He's not on the porch. He's like in the yard. Yeah. Standing like straight on to or just staring. It's fucking creepy. Just staring. And he just stares at her and she like runs up and locks the door. Uh, And then she like goes around locking the doors Mm -hmm. uh, and like they chase each other. Yeah. He kind of like scurries up and stuff but he's clearly not trying to he's he's trying to set her up to be locking him out basically he like yeah. he, he doesn't want in um uh and then she like runs uh back to her laptop to try to call 911 but he he cuts the power so the wi-fi's out luckily he knew exactly where the power thing was so he had just enough time yeah. before she was able to ping it yeah the wife is out so she can't she can't um, do any calls do any calls she also can't connect to the neighbor's wi-fi because it has a password which i love that they put in the detail that he on his own on her phone tries to connect to the neighbor's wi-fi just to verify that like you can't basically it kills me i was like you didn't have to do that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but also something that bothers me is that he's just instantly in her phone because like is she not password protected? It's weird yeah, to me. That is weird. Huh. He he's outside. He like um very like dramatically like um sticks a knife in each of her tires um to blow her tires out. Show that she can't leave. Um and then she gets uh some lipstick out of her of her bag and write something on the wall on the glass glass. and then like sits on the stairs and like waits for him pointing a flashlight at the at whatever she wrote and then he comes up and it says won't tell didn't see face boyfriend coming home 
Um, and so, That's uh, when he doesn't he show the he, or he takes off his mask, yeah, slowly, <gasps> and he Damn. and it's like really dramatic. Yep, and he's like, now you've seen my face or something like that. He looks at her and then he's like, um, uh, yeah, he does say something like, um, not true anymore or something like that. Um, but he says, can you read my lips? But he like barely moves his lips. He's definitely like playing a really like very creepy, just like, I don't know. I really like, like, um, like the performance that he's doing, but also like sh- there's no way she would have read his lips. Yeah, like the, <laughs> he's it, like, it wouldn't have worked. Can you read my lips? <laughs> Basically, he's barely moving his lips, and he's like, like smiling weirdly. It's like, uh, kind of a like, like, um, just the look that he's giving her is kind of like, like. It's not like horny, but it is kind of like seeing her as an object, you know? Well, yeah, like he's like salacious. Yeah. Salacious is a good, yeah, yeah. It's salacious, like he's like lipping it, licking his lips without licking his lips, you know? (laughs) Um, I guess, yeah, that's just the way he's looking looking at her feels like that. Um, But yeah, and and his like, uh, he's just like kind of grimacing. Um, and it's like barely moving his mouth but yeah so she can read his lips um and he's basically like i can come in whenever i want i'm only playing with you so just know you're dead whenever i decide yeah like you're gonna wish you were dead and when you wish you're dead i'll i'll kill you yeah um so then he like walks away so she hides in the bedroom and he she grabs a knife and a hammer uh and he there's so suddenly a shadow comes out uh on the oh, window yeah. next to her and it starts banging on the window and she looks over and it's her neighbor's it's her dead, dead body oh, yeah that's fucked yeah that's your dead victim as a puppet that's yeah. so fucked up it's, like it's very cool yeah and so, of course, she's, like, alarmed, and she, like, leaves the room. Very creepy. Uh, and he's just standing there behind her. Cause, so, like, the way the camera moves, like, first you just see the dead body. So, it looks like just a dead body banging on the window. And then, like, it keeps moving. And then you see him behind holding up mm-hmm. the dead body. And he's having a great time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, she freaks out. Um, and then, but she remembers... Cause, and this is why you should always look at women's butts. She remembers, she remembers what? Oh my God. her her neighbor putting um putting her phone in her back pocket. So she realizes, oh shit, the neighbor has a phone. Um, but yeah, we just get like a little flashback clip of that woman's butt as she puts her phone. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but. So she has a great idea. Um, she goes to the front, the other side of her house, her front door, and tries to set off her car alarm using the key fob, mm-hmm. which is so smart. Yeah, she's yeah. so smart. Yeah, she is. She is very smart in this. Um, this is like refreshing, you know. She doesn't make a lot of like a lot of stupid mistakes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She fights back, whereas I simply would have grabbed a knife and sat down and been like. <laughs> 
you pick, dude. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, but like the key fob doesn't work at first, even though the car's like right there. So she has to. It's really dramatic. Like she oh has God. to open the door the and like go outside. Sucks. <laughs> she has to you go. know what you do? She did the stupid thing. If you hold it up under your chin and press it, it goes. Really? What? Yeah. It wow. gives you longer range. Hold on. There's a reason for this, but I don't remember, so I'm going to Google it real quick. Interesting. But yeah, so like she has to like step outside. Um, really scary. I probably wouldn't do it personally. Yeah, it's, that's a big <laughs> risk for like a maybe it'll work plan. Yeah. But the dude's on the other side of the house, so who knows? But, but he, like, has... he has to have known that she's left the room. Like, he watched her leave the room. Why is he still over there? Yeah, I don't know. He's just, like, playing with the dead body. Go ahead. Apparently, it's because the fluid in your head acts as a conductor. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. Wow. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, if you ever need to increase the range of your key fob, just hold it under your chin um, and then press the button, I guess. So, yeah, so she sets off the car alarm and the dude that gets his attention, he goes to check the car. And so she runs back, opens the window and like, like half climbs out and like reaches the dead body. And there's conveniently like s- something there that like he can put. He's leaned it over. He just leaned it well, on. Well, it's like the AC unit or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, But she... um. Uh, she she basically gropes this woman's butt a bunch um, trying to get this the phone, but it's not there. She can't find it. And the man comes up. Um, Which and- also scares me because there's a moment before. So you, you're hearing the car alarm the whole time and you're watching him like try to get it disabled. And then you cut back to her and you hear the car alarm stop. But obviously she doesn't. So yeah. you're sitting there oh, and you're like, Jesus Christ, get into the window. And yeah. then he comes around and it's like, uh. It stresses me out. It's it's very stressful. Um, That's good. But she gets back in, and then he like he shows that he has the phone, um, and he like taunts her with it, and then he just leaves it on the corpse, and then walks he knows away. She's not gonna jump out. Yeah, yeah. Very like very creepy, very taunting of him. But uh, then she like she like leaves the house and like hides underneath yeah she's got the... a crawl space under her porch so yeah. she gets underneath that and then she like tries running away but he uh he has a crossbow and he sh- shoots at her so um she runs back in um she like climbs up to her attic and like climbs out a window up there and throws a flashlight into the woods and the guy sees it and goes after it. And then she, like, um, she, she, I don't know what exactly her plan was at that point. Um, but she is just, like, hanging out on the roof. <laughs> uh, well, her plan, I think, was it, man, we're already here. Um, her plan was to, like, get out from like so she was already up there she went up there so she could throw it far yeah and then i guess her plan was to get across and then make a run for it yeah but it's a very slow slow going thing and she like walks on the gutter and you're just like girl like go yeah and then (laughs) 
by that time, like, he already has gotten back. And, and he shoots he's her again. shooting at her. And, like, she... She he falls... He her in the leg. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he shoots her in the fucking leg. He shoots her in the leg. And also, um... Uh... In the thigh. Um... And he... Uh... She... She also, like, um he shoots her one more time and she like falls back mm-hmm. um and she like pulls the arrow out of her leg but she's still quiet um and then he climbs up like the side of the house uh and uh he like lays his crossbow down on the roof so she grabs it of course <laughs> she grabs it and then like kicks him off <laughs> so he falls um but then he he keeps he climbs back but she grabs the crossbow and she like has a hole in her thigh um and she's bleeding but she like crawls back to the window where she was and like barely gets in like just makes it it's one of those crank windows which yeah great detail because in one of those situations that is the worst goddamn window i would want to come in in contact with oh my god but she barely gets it shut she barely gets it shut um I think I skipped something earlier, but like earlier, like in the bedroom, uh, with the scene with the dead body, the neighbor's dead body, she at one point stabs him in the arm, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. with the hammer, with the hammer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he has a wound, um, but like he catches up with her and just watches her and she's like, uh, bleeding, (laughs) bleeding and also but she has a crossbow so she's chills for a while she like takes off her pants she yeah she cleans her, clean wound, her wound and then yeah. she starts to try to teach herself how to load up the crossbow. she tries to load the crossbow but it's like really tight and she doesn't have i don't know is there like another tool that you have to use for i that? think that when you're beginning or yeah i think there's like a little hook thing you use on the string yeah like obviously that kind of pressure on your hands isn't great but also like i think with crossbows you have to kind of hold a certain form to be able to like get enough leverage and stuff do like you that. like use the bolt the arrow maybe to do it uh, no because like when he was loading it it seemed like he was pulling something up you, well there's a hook thing on the front of it i think that you use your foot to hold it down and then you pull it up and then it's not the same as like pulling a bow and arrow because it's way more tight because it yeah. shoots it way faster. So I don't know. It it looked to me like there was like some sort of lever that he was pulling. It's, I don't know. It's not something a but, beginner could just easily do. Yeah, she's trying and and it keeps like hurting her hand very clearly. Like this is like pretty well acted because I do believe that she was in pain. She was in pain. Um and she's like crying and hurting and he's like watching her and he, he's just like, oh it's not, not so, so easy, easy as it looks. It's which is like when was that like an issue? Like yeah, when was nobody she challenging said that, that dude? Nobody cares about your crossbow abilities. Well he was like struggling a little bit during one of the um yeah, when he was trying to shoot her. He was like struggling to load it. She does escape a few times just because like he takes a while to load. Again, a bad tool. Like it's an effective thing if you're like hunting something that doesn't know you're hunting it. But like once something's aware, like it takes yeah. too long. Yeah, it takes too long to reload. But that's part of it, you know. Then you yeah. get to chase it another thirty minutes. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think it's effective in that I don't see enough crossbow in horror movies, <laughs> and that's something I want more of. Yeah. Yeah, I like the crossbow weapon. Um, but, but at this point, 
her so we have seen that the neighbor's wi-fi is john and sarah's house or whatever john and sarah's wi-fi and we've met sarah and she's dead but here comes john uh the other neighbor and he's a big dude he's a big buff dude and like john gallagher jr is like tiny and scrawny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's a little guy he's a little guy but uh so he uh john comes up and is like knocking on the windows looking for sarah he sees the note um that written in lipstick that says like didn't see face uh boyfriend coming home and so he's like what the hell he's like whatever what <laughs> he's like what the, what what's going on and he like takes out his phone and starts to dial nine one one. And then John Gallagher Jr. comes up with the flashlight and is like, "Sir, sir, what what is that? What's in your hand?" He like pretending to be a cop, um, and like, and this guy immediately falls for it. Yeah, he falls for it and also reacts as if the dude has a gun, even though he's just shining a flashlight. Yeah. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, um, I am gonna reach into my pocket to grab my wallet," <laughs> um, and. Yeah, he shows him, gives him his ID, and John Gallagher Jr. is like, oh, um, he he just continues to pretend to be a cop. He's like, uh, I got the, a call, um, so I came to check it out, but the dude like ran past me, and that's why I have this wound on my arm because he hit me as I ran, as he yep, ran past me. I got me. knocked over, he and now I'm bleeding. Big muscular guy like you, and also not dressed like a cop would at dress all. at all. but this guy he he comes up with all these excuses which are like semi-valid but like i'm sorry after like the second one you've got to be like no this is wrong and this guy like plays along with it yeah like for a minute for a minute at the end it's clear that he's like trying to just keep him going so he can like get him but like at the beginning of it i'm like come on catch on dude yeah yeah he Um, go ahead oh have you talked about his big neck tattoo either oh no (laughs) No. but yeah that's also like because it's this big fucking neck tattoo. And I'm not saying that people with neck tattoos, like, can't have professional, like, jobs and careers. But, like, that plus the outfit plus the fact that he's, like, injured and a stranger. Like, there's no way I'm buying that this guy, like, right. works in law enforcement. That he's not the bad guy, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. Also, yeah. something that bothers me about it is that clearly the two women are in danger and this guy just is like fine chill even if he's suspicious of this guy he's not trying to aggressively get into the home and he also like like they at any point cuz the John Gallagher Jr is like oh yeah we're he calls him back up pretending with the phone and stuff and they just are like going to patiently wait there like if you suspect foul play you can just kick down the goddamn doors yeah, yeah. or bust a window or something and both of them are just like standing there right. and then like I don't know. It just bothers me that like they don't think to be responsive about like they're just standing there. Yeah. And the guy starts to get a little bit suspicious. Um, and he's like, uh, oh, you said you got a call. Uh, who was it? And the guy, uh, John Gallagher Jr. is like, um, oh, yeah, she it must have been whoever lives here. And the neighbor is like, no she couldn't have called she's deaf and mute which by the way um that was one of the things she mentioned in the video that we watched um uh mute deaf and mute is uh an outdated Outdated term term. um you would you would either say deaf or just uh deaf and nonverbal. 
Um, but yeah, so this guy um, is like, haha, she couldn't have called the cops, Got which you. she could have still called the cops if you she's deaf. You it. Her go-to um, thing yeah. was to FaceTime. Like, uh, so that's a weird assumption for but, a guy that seems to be buddies with her. But the the cop is like, the fake cop is like, oh, it must have been your wife, Sarah, who called then. <laughs> um, but so uh, the neighbor, John, John is like, oh, I just remembered she keeps a spare key uh, under that potted plant right there. You should go check that out. <laughs> and the guy goes up to it and like he, um, John has a rock in his hand he's like ready and then bang 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 on the wind on the door it's maddie she's she's like help help and so he looks at maddie and then in the cleanest little slice john gallagher jr pierces this guy's neck with a his knife yeah. and it just like it i love in movies and stuff whenever they do stuff like this when where it just, you just sticks in. right oh. in and then they pull it out like yeah. it's so smooth and i'm like Ugh, that's yeah. so gross but he yeah. gets him in the neck yep and he's like yeah i i knew i wouldn't have stood a chance if i actually tried fighting you so good thing she showed up in time and then he like thanks her he like yeah he like whispers thank you to her um and then he he like keeps stabbing the dude but the dude like is pretty resilient like fights fights it off grabs him and starts choking him and he like tells maddie to run yeah he he tries to tell maddie to run but um uh he dies and well so he holds him down long enough for maddie to be thinking about like what she needs so she tries to load the crossbow some more and then she's like i can't do this and so she immediately starts to think like all right i'm gonna make a run for it and then this is where that mind movie shit yeah comes but in. It, it the first time so like she she runs out and then like he uh john gallagher jr like hits her and then like bashes her head in with like a big rock and like it looks like she just died it looks like the movie just yeah yeah she just dies but then um it's revealed that this is her planning and she's like thinking about all of the different possibilities um so that was just like we thought it was the actual movie, but it was just like her imagination. Like, okay, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> yeah, Mike Flanagan got me good on that one. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and I'll allow it for him, you know, <laughs> but only for him. Yeah, and then she's she does all her planning. Um, like we hear all the voices, and like she is talking to herself she imagines her talking to herself like saying oh uh you will never escape if you try this it won't work if you try that it won't work um so you gotta do the one thing that he'll never uh never suspect fight or no she she signs and she's like kill him kill him and she signs and then says it out loud or or like mouths it at the same time so at in between i think like at this point he's out there with that body and he like finds a pack of cigarettes and he makes a joke about how they'll kill him and so then he sits down and he's like talking to john's dead body and he's like smoking a cigarette being like all right like i think it's time to kill her basically yeah um and so he's like making this decision and then he gets shot with the crossbow yeah 
and it's Maddie on the porch, and she miss she hits him in the shoulder, which good aim for first time crossbow user. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. She hits him in the shoulder, and he runs, and um, but she like closed the door just in time. Oh no, she doesn't. <laughs> she oh god, she, oh my god. Uh, she drops a crossbow arrow, bo- she arrow. Loves, she yeah, and arrow. she like goes and reaches for it. She like gets inside, but then reaches for the arrow, and he comes and like slams the door um on her arm and then like kicks her arm until basically like just like destroys her hand and her arm by like stepping on it and kicking it yeah it's it's awful nightmare yeah very gross and then she like gets inside and like we see like her fingers all like twisted up in different directions Ugh. Um, but yeah, so she's like crying and then he, uh, looks in and he's like, I'm coming in. And then she stands up and she she, like dips her finger in her own blood and like writes on the, on the glass, do it. And then she like looks at him. Um, and then she like writes coward and honestly, expertly done backwards lettering yeah yeah <laughs> um, the art department and uh kate seagal honest to god snapped <laughs> yeah um so uh she yeah so then she like runs to her computer and like types out a, a description of the guy like white male whatever heights um has the neck tattoo and then she's like love you mom and dad uh died fighting or something um and then she closed her laptop and goes uh the guy is like breaking the window she has like surprisingly like unbreakable glass it's pretty durable which i guess if you're like in the middle of the woods and you probably want in case there's like a huge storm and like like stuff goes flying around like you probably want and like people who live in the middle of nowhere like to have big open windows so they can like see the view that they're living in yeah he um he keeps trying to break in but like it takes a while so she like runs to the bathroom uh and has a knife and just like sits there like holding the knife out and then he uh we see like it's just a shot of like her face and we see some movement in the background there's like stuff falls and you realize that it's glass shattering yeah and like he like he like comes in and uh uh drops down into the bathtub like right behind her and he like looks at her and he says like some weird thing about he has been very like weirdly sexual this whole time. He says something about like if I hit the right spot, I can make you scream yeah. or something like that. Um, and he like laughs kind of, and the breath she feels his <gasps> breath on her neck. Yeah, and uh, she realizes he's behind her. So like as he Which, stabs her, feel him step into the bathtub landing, that she's yeah, leaning against. Yeah. yeah. For sure, um, she would have noticed before. But um, it is cool watching them stab each other at the yeah. same time. Like as he like tries to stab her, she like moves, and then he uh, turns around and stabs him. Um, so she stabs him and then runs out, uh, runs in the kitchen. Um, but he's still alive, so he comes out and like goes after her. Then she sprays him with like some bug spray. It was like wasp spray. 
yeah yeah um and then he his eyes are like hurting and he like is um uh he's just like in pain and then she grabs the fire alarm and like puts the battery back in and so like that also is really loud and bright lights and so that overwhelms him again Uh, sensory overload this is where i really had to suspend my disbelief for the rest of the scene so this guy had his eyes sprayed with hornet killer i got jalapeno pepper in my eye (laughs) and i couldn't open them for like at least four minutes oh my god and yeah. i was in agony that's like maybe some of the worst pain i've ever been in in my life <laughs> oh yeah it sucks ass. and even after i could finally start to crack them open like i couldn't see anything yeah yeah um he's fine like later in the scene which i just i couldn't i couldn't handle it that. couldn't be me right right it's a lot, a lot. He, like i would just be running towards the the like faucet immediately um but yeah so they like have a face off he like knocks her down and gets on top of her and starts choking her um and she like thinks about her family and like flashes of like photos of her her growing i guess it's like her life is flashing before her eyes because it's just photos of her baby as a baby and then growing up Mm -hmm. and then like photos of her family and then she like starts to like pass out but her hand is reaching and she there's a corkscrew that's right there which i don't remember how it got there but i guess it got there at some point it's just on the floor with them um yeah i mean honestly it could have just been knocked down during the scene i think you see in a kerfuffle it yeah. kind of fling down onto the floor i think i remember seeing it fall and being like that's the corkscrew oh yeah okay yeah i mean it doesn't matter it's it's there <laughs> um so she gets it and then like stabs him in the neck w- with the corkscrew and then pulls it out and like we get like a nice spurt of blood <laughs> coming out of mm-hmm. his neck mm-hmm. and then that's he- pretty good yep he he falls and dies and it seems like she's going to die at first, but she survives. She's fine. She goes outside and um, her cat walks up and sits next to her. What um, a bitch. We did see the cat earlier because like he, uh, the cat finds him. Oh, and yeah. Then he, like, he's picks, like smoking. Yeah. He like picks it up and he like, he's like, he like says he's gonna kill the cat and like show it to her you know just to taunt her but then like that's when uh she like shoots him (laughs) like that's because whenever that happened i was like i wonder if i would risk my life and then she shot him with a crossbow and i was like i would do that (laughs) that is that feels right for protecting for protecting your cat yeah but the cat's here and she pets the cat as the police show up um and that's the movie yep Mm -hmm that's the movie uh i forget when she calls the police but she definitely does at one point she it's right before she like collapses next to him on the ground inside oh yes she does that's a quick response from the police unless she was was, like passed out and it just cut you know Um, you gotta wrap you can't you gotta do the whole classic (laughs) wrapping up the horror movie with the flashing lights in the distance you know (laughs) you can only wait so long uh, I don't know. It was like definitely that, like in the same vein of like Knives Out, and like people put Midsummer 
and other movies where it like zooms in on her and she smiles and it's like that good for her shot yeah like um or like uh, ready or, ready not. or not yeah, yeah 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 yeah. she's just sitting on the porch um <laughs> stroking a cat but yeah that's the movie end of movie um yeah i good think time. it's yeah it's pretty good like the creepy stuff is pretty creepy um john gallagher jr is great as the the villain um and i like that she like like you mentioned molly uh she's very smart and she Mm -hmm. um she acts in a very smart way um which is refreshing to see yeah yeah for sure so generally, I feel like, like all the decisions like do generally feel believable. Yeah. yeah, like it's all something that if you were trapped in that house, you could potentially think to do. Right. I'm too lazy to do some of it, but mm-hmm. I think if I was desperate. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, so like, I could see people thinking that this m- movie is not as like exciting. Like I could see it being right. thought of as boring, especially if mm-hmm. the idea of home invasion like movies is not like a genre that scares you yeah then this movie is probably actually boring but like yeah i don't know a lot of people who aren't scared of this kind of situation you know so i think that there's enough thrill in it to keep you going but i did have a couple moments where i was like oh my god let's go (laughs) (laughs) um which is so stupid coming from me being like the strangers was the best movie ever made it's it's pretty short too um so that's good yeah the pacing is really good too. Yeah. There aren't a lot of moments and sometimes with movies like this I'm like, okay, like come on, let's go. Or even when like nothing's happening, I like can lose interest, but this one is like the pacing is great. Yeah. I there think. were a few moments where it was kind of just like her running around that were mm-hmm. kind of boring, but um yeah, overall it's it's pretty decent. Like there's there's a lot going on and the tense scenes are really tense like the scenes where like she is like rushing yeah i um, think i think what kills me about this is just the fact of like how respectful he is to once a portal is closed he will not go through it yeah he so, doesn't like, try to- he will chase her up until the last second up to the door but if she clicks that shut he's like all right yeah. man because all of her doors are straight up made of glass and it gets established at the end that like it's kind of hard to break through that glass but then like so many instances happen against windows where she'll shut it right when he gets there and i'm just like dude you're clearly like riled up like pound yeah. through that fucking window and kill her already so, he's so respect he's like once you've got me shut out like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna <laughs> he's wait he's a vampire <laughs> he only he can only oh come my in God. well oh. he already has broken into her house once so we know That's that he's true. not opposed yeah. to entering the residence but he <laughs> yeah, just but decides the, mentally he didn't that have he's to break <laughs> anything to get in he, yeah, had, he just open. opened the door he's just really respectful to good carpentry like yeah. he's like i can't damage he that. does close he does keep her from closing in the windows in one scene yeah. where she like tries to slam it and then he like grabs it and then pulls it up yeah and that's so, when she stabs him yeah so in that scene he's like yeah i'm gonna fight my way in and not let you shut it right well he just doesn't want to break glass <laughs> you know like if he can keep the door open then yeah it's just so funny to me that he has set these like weird boundaries <laughs> for himself to follow yeah um anything else i mean we mentioned like the score like there are like moments where the score kicks in and it's like 
you know, trying to be real emotional. Um, but like a lot of the like running and hiding scenes um, are pretty like no, no um, background music. It's just I, like the sound effects. I like stuff like that, like in general in movies. Like I like when I notice there's silence because I realize like how invested I've gotten to where like I didn't even notice that that was lacking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I like when that's used effectively. Um, anything else before we go into segments? I mean, she. I feel like she acts the shit out of this. Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, I think I don't know. I I just think she's neat. I think the big note would be like, well, she shouldn't have been playing a deaf character, but like, shouldn't have been her. If she was doing it, she probably should have done her research research. better on how to show the sign language and like those aspects of the character. Because like Kate Siegel as an actress, I think she's wonderful. She actually is very expressive. So it's so interesting to me that her doing the sign language, she like lacked that because when I think about Mm -hmm. her acting style, I think that she does a lot with her face when she does her her thing. So it's just strange to me that she didn't deliver in that area. I don't know if it was just like focusing for her or something Mm -hmm. or what, but like that would be my big note for her. But in general, I really am a big fan of hers. I think she's wonderful. Um, so segments, uh, is it acting award? Uh, I think we do what would you do? Oh, yeah, what would you do? <laughs> I'd just be dead. <laughs> you ain't making it? Wouldn't even try. Come on. I feel like I'd fight, I don't know. I'd fight back a little bit. I wouldn't... I don't think my plans would be as, like, thought out. I would probably like grab a knife and I'd post up and then I'd wait because I know at some point I'm going to have to fight the guy. So I would just be like, all right, like I'm going to chill here. And I might try to be like thinking of things to do in certain situations and how it would play out. But I wouldn't execute a lot of them until like I'm actually forced, like I'm backed into the corner and have to fight. Um, And I probably would end up losing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm living because I would never live in the woods. That's um, next a good question. note. Good note. Yeah, I would never live in the woods. I would. I would. I would try to hack the neighbor's Wi-Fi and like. <laughs> <laughs> You're capable of that. Most people aren't. But also, like, there's no way that Wi-Fi extends that far in the woods yeah, from a neighbor's true. house. No honestly, fucking way. Up until really recently, just having Wi-Fi in general was like a very hard thing to do in the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. where I'm from, it took. I was in high school before like you were able to not like Wi-Fi, but like just getting out of like dial-up kind of mm-hmm. internet. Like in the middle of nowhere, it's kind of hard. Nowadays, it's better. But yeah, yeah, um, I would probably try to do that, or I don't know. So are we all dying? I would probably die, yeah. There's no way, like, I would go through all of that that she went through. I would have to get real yeah. lucky with the crossbow or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think I could do it. Um. So, acting award? Kate Siegel. Oh, well, we have three acting awards that oh, we give okay. out based on, like, how how we like the movie so there's the jared padalecki acting awards for excellence in acting that means that you did a really good job and that's a really good movie there's um the mishioker award which is like it was like a fine film there's some flaws to it but um you showed up and you did a really good job and you made the movie good and then there's like the jensen accolade you tried your best in a shitty movie which is the movie's really bad you phoned it in you did the best out of everybody (laughs) 
Um, I'm gonna give it a Jared. It's a good movie. Um, and I'd give it to John Gallagher Jr. Whoa! I actually agree. I Whoa. am also giving it a Jared, he's and so I'm giving creepy. it to John Gallagher Jr. He's. I just think he's incredibly yeah. terrifying. Also, in like film. watching him in this and watching him in like most of the other stuff that I've seen him in. It's a different role room, for him. It's very different. A very different character from how I normally. He's normally him. like the lovable sad guy yeah. type, mm-hmm. and he's like a fucking creep. He's like the, he's the lovable sad guy that's been rejected a few too many times, and yeah. now he hunts women for sport. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> no, he's an insult. No, this is the role i would have seen glenn howerton in glenn howerton yeah. could also do but the thing is he's so refined that i think right. his style would be a little different yeah i don't think he'd be using a crossbow and i think he'd be invading the home and cornering them. yeah glenn howerton is is yeah more of like a gentleman evil like <laughs> lawful evil i feel like like when you picture like moriarty when i picture moriarty that kind of thing <laughs> It's Glenn Howerton, not like Sherlock <laughs> Moriarty from the BBC show. Oh my god! Oh no! But like, he's very like polite, and he like you know he like has all the legal stuff figured out <laughs> so that nothing can happen. Um, but this guy is a lot more of like a scumbag, yeah, just like a your typical scumbag. So you're gonna give it to Kate, Molly? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's fine. She's pretty good. I yeah, feel, she's great. I like. I love her and everything that I see her in. She's wonderful. I wish she got more stuff that wasn't just directed by Mike because I <laughs> I think she's a good enough actress. Like she should really be in more breakout roles that aren't directed by her, her husband. husband. But yeah. part of me feels like she kind of might be choosing to like if she has to pick between doing something with him or doing something else, she probably picks him. Yeah. more times than not. Um, cause I, I just got to think she's getting more offers than like, even though what he does is phenomenal. I will talk to about Mike Flanagan for fucking ever. I'm really annoying about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what's our next segment? Villain our, ranking. Villain ranking. So he's I looked him up oh. and he's just called the man. He doesn't have like a yeah. title. It's just the man. I think we should call him the little bitch boy. No. The man. Um, I can go. I have him ranked second. Um, so right now, since there's only three, I've got the strangers, then the man, then the cult. And it's mostly just because, like with the strangers, like this is not this is a situation I fear. Like I genuinely every single day think about stuff like this. And so like I think him as a concept is way scarier than like I wouldn't have taken the babysitting gig in the cult thing, so I wouldn't be in that situation. But, like, I could see uh, maybe I'm in the woods on a vacation, you know, and this happens. Like, I would believe, or even just in my own home, somebody walking around taunting me. So, like, he's scary. He's just not as scary as the strangers because they're just, like, they're fucked up. Yeah. I also haven't met two, but I have the cult from House of the Devil first um, and the strangers last. Um, I had a tough time ranking him. I was between two and three on him. On one hand, he's a terrible murderer. <laughs> like, he's not good at it. Yeah. He could have been better. But also, on the other hand, like, I feel like we got to know a little bit more about his character than we did for The Strangers. And so, I just put him a little higher. They're probably about the same, like, yeah. overall for me, though. 
My ranking is the same as Molly's. What? He's really? Number two. Yeah. It's called The Man and then Strangers. Uh, pretty much exactly the same reasons. This guy has a personality. The Strangers are intentionally, they're like just, they are nothing. You know, they're just random Scary. people. Um, but I like that this guy has a personality because it does make him pretty creepy just like watching him. Um, so that's why I put him over the strangers. Um, but yeah, so what are we rating this movie out of? Smoke alarms. <laughs> Smoke alarms. Cats. Screws. Bitch cats. Yeah. Copies of Midnight Mass. <laughs> Books. Copies of, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, uh, fucked up white masks. Ooh. Um, we could do hypothetical midnight mass endings. <laughs> she has oh, seven. How many endings? <laughs> um, crossbows. Crossbows. Oh, crossbows good. Uh, I don't know. I like. I like endings because i like possible endings okay fine out of 10 possible endings because like that's the major that's like the climax i'm fine fine with it i'm fine with that scene where she's talking to herself and we get a lot of cool shots of her dead like in different (laughs) spots of the house um her dead in the bathtub her dead outside i'm fine with that that's pretty cool but yeah so out of 10 well i already or i already said mine at the beginning um it's I give it seven out of ten stars. I think it's like just like it's a very good horror movie, but it's not like phenomenal in any way. And it's a lot of it's like stuff you've probably seen in a different form. Um, but I still have a really good time. It also has its flaws. Uh, but I actually recommend this movie a lot in general. But maybe I'll pull back a little more now that I've learned a lot about it. But um, when people who I know aren't huge on horror yeah. Or, like, give me a horror movie. I'm like, I think Hush is something that you could handle and it's fun. So, like, that's usually the context in which I recommend it. Um, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'm also giving it a seven, which is also, incidentally, the number of endings that she had for um, her second book, which is called Sweetwater. Um, that's the number that she mentions to her sister, I think. If I'm remembering correctly. But yeah, Seven. This is pretty good movie. Um, obviously, like, could have made some better choices in the production. But uh, as a horror movie, like, ignoring the uh, issues with it, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, and it's it's creepy in the parts that, uh, like, are supposed to be creepy. It's very creepy and very effective. And the killer um, is very creepy as well. And the mass design is good. But yeah, 7 out of 10. Well, everyone's going to think I'm copying you too, but I'm also <laughs> going to give it a 7 out of 10. No, it's because it's exactly that kind of movie. Yeah. It was good. It was scary. I liked it. I want to watch that video essay that you guys talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll put the link in, um, in the description. But yeah, it was good. Uh, cool. So recommendations. A big one that I thought about was your next, mostly because that's also a home invasion movie. And, uh, there's a lot of crossbow action in that one. And also some fun masks involved in that one. Um, in general, like Mike Flanagan's work and, um, what Kate Siegel is frequently also featured in, um, 
I don't want to like rattle off everything he's done, but like I like Oculus, I think is a good one because it's also like trapped in a house dealing with stuff. And then like all of his Midnight Mass, which is name dropped in this movie. It's the book, but he has a show on Netflix, a miniseries called Midnight Mass, which I really liked. Um, and then all of pretty much all of his Netflix shows, um, the Haunting of Bly Manor, Haunting of Hill House, that stuff Gerald's is all game. so good. Gerald's Game movie. Um, Mike Flanagan's directed like a lot of really awesome stuff that I'm a huge the fan Shining of. Shining so. Two, uh, Doctor Sleep, which <laughs> I always forget the name of that, but it's The Shining Two. Um, but yeah, he's great. Um, Those were the only ones I could think of. Uh, I mean. A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2 uh, are oh, better yeah. representation of deaf people. Um, and they're they're decent. I, I'd put them on the same level as this movie. Yeah, I think we, um, we liked... When we saw Quiet Place 2, we liked it, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I feel like, to, for me, they're overrated. Like, I feel like too many people love them. <laughs> but uh, I think they're decent. Like, they're, they're pretty good movies. <laughs> um... But uh, did I have another one? I thought I maybe I wrote one down. Did you have any, Molly? No. Yeah, I mean, we did all the recommendations yeah. for, for um, yeah, how home invasion movies. Yeah. You're next. There's only so many. All the same. You're next also has crossbows, so there's that. that. Um. But I mean, yeah, this movie. I don't want to call it unique because, again, like a lot of what you see in it you will find in other films as well but like it's it's a different take on a familiar story and you know it's just unique enough yeah yeah it's it's definitely like um uh just like a well done um decent movie you know uh uh so anything else i guess that's it that's it uh, you can follow me at Not a Credit Card and everything. You can get me at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference on everything. And you can get me at Chainsaw Molly on Twitter and Midsummer Queen on Letterboxd. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail.com, Tipsy Terror.com, Tipsy Terror.rp, Tipsy Terror.wtf, Tipsy Terror.pub. And those just like have our links. Bye. Bye. Bye.